And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Go Home Wrestling Show. I'm AJ. And alongside with me is... Uh, Whoa, my God. Holy fuck. I look like a fucking crack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> 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 breaking my balls. Oh. Well, we got the man off camera t-shirt that looks like a crackhead. And the guy in the middle is Matt. That right. was a fucking setup right there. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see how you look. Oh, God. Bing, bing. That's all I gotta say. Oh, I'm sorry. Doing, doing. For people that listen to a podcast, he's wearing a bear's hat. Alright, here we go. Got a lot to cover this week. We got Raw Smackdown, and of course, we're gonna book our own fantasy WrestleMania if we can get to it, because someone's got a hot take about, uh, well, the first thing oh, we're cover so on Raw, so we're about to happen today. Yeah, yeah. Woo! We got a few of them. Um, so we're, we're going to hope to get to it because uh, Mr. D. Shep here uh, has a take on the first thing we're going to talk about. All right, so let's get right into it. It is Monday Night Raw time. And let's cover Monday Night Raw. The first thing, and oh, God, I'm cringing here. Roman Reigns <laughs> is back. Uh, after a four-month absence, he makes his return. To uh, inform the universe uh, the status of his battle with leukemia, um, well, he broke it. He broke the news that he, uh, he told the universe that he is in remission. All right, now here's the part, Emery. D. Shep, what are your thoughts on the announcement? For what they had to work with, mm-hmm. it was it was good. I mean, the Seth coming out afterwards was good. I was good with all that. But, okay. Having cancer should not be a face turn, for one. Like, yes, he had cancer. Okay, fine. If he had cancer, I should say. My bad. Uh, How is that a soul? The crowd absolutely hated him. Before he left, he was at the lowest of the low. And how does having leukemia all of a sudden turn him into a beloved figure? People have cancer every day, and they're still assholes. When you're an asshole before, you're an asshole after cancer. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. Well, my problem is, every time a big-name wrestler, I don't care if it's a real injury, I don't care if it's a real cancer, or I don't care even if they shade the truth, which we don't know if they shade the truth on this. We'll never know. There's only a few people that will ever really know. But every time a wrestler goes away for four to six months, they do a movie. And we can joke around, like you said, you made your point about him not losing hair. I get that. Okay, he didn't lose any hair. But he could not have possibly been physically strong enough going through whatever he was going through for treatment to go film a fucking movie. It's one thing to keep your hair. I can go with you on that for a second, but to keep your hair and be able to physically perform your own stunts in a movie together is what doesn't make sense. Now, if he was just doing one and the other happened, I'd be okay with it because then at least you can kind of say, well, he fought through it. He had this going on. He lost this. He lost that. Okay, then. But when you have 
everything going against him, for him to look as good as he did in all them movie clips and also look as good as he looked last night, you can't help but question the legitimacy of it because they want this man to be the new John Cena in the face of the company and by labeling publicly the leukemia thing, that's exactly what they were able to never do, and now they've done it, so we'll see where they go from here. Wow. Okay. Well, there's the unit delicate for the fucking wrestling Twitter there. Um, <laughs> okay, I get what you're saying as far as... It does seem a little weird. The speculation is whether or not, like, if he was really sick, and because he, this is a way to get him uber, like, over, because sympathy, sympathetic, but um, you're going to like the man more than the wrestler, and no one booed him Monday night. No. But you would hear it in the past when he would come out. Um, yep. That, that was the speculation that he, you know, it was a, a maniacal way to get him over. Take four months off, go film a movie, come back, and do that. I could somewhat see that. But there's too much in risk if that was to come out. And the way, th- the way things come out today, you think it wouldn't have been blasted like any disgruntled employee? That, who, who has left the company in the ra- last four months? A lot. A lot. You don't think anyone would have said anything? And I, I doubt it was hush-hush. Someone would have found something out. I think if there's something shady, this is something we're not going to find out for a long time, though. Well, it took, what, five years before we realized that the Montreal school job was, you know... I know it's a different sport, and there was a lot of other circumstances that played into it. But look how long we thought Lance Armstrong was a god. And look what happened there. I know. but No, no, I'm just saying this is not something. If, I agree. You'd like to think about it with the good heart that everything was on the up and up. And I yeah. get that. Mm-hmm. But because of that, unfortunately, if there is something shady going on in the background, it's because of that open heart that we won't find out anytime soon. I, 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 but I'm hopeful too. I'm not trying to be a total dick about it and call him an outright liar. I am hopeful. That's where I'm at, though. Okay. I'm hopeful. Okay. Well, <laughs> I felt the same way because yeah, yeah, there is that weird thing, like four months here. But it depends if they caught it early. There's some four. factors there. But the other thing is that he's in remission. He may not be in a full match until WrestleMania, which is six weeks away. Well, so. But- Let's also be real. The timing of the comeback, yeah, four months is bad enough, but he just happens to be ready just in time for WrestleMania. Yeah. I don't know, man. I know a lot of people think it, it, it's a complete farce. And, but the fact that they do work with kids, the Make-A-Wish and all, Vince wants to be up in the mainstream. He wants to be covered by ESPN. He wants to be covered by CBS. Yeah. He loves the fact well, that they're covering the— odd Roman Reigns is going to Make-A-Wish now. He's going to obliterate whatever John Cena did in the past. Yeah. He's going to obliterate it. Well, that, that's the, like if that was to come out that it was a complete fake, that it wasn't, it would destroy him. It'll and be, it would, it'll it destroy would hurt Vince in the mainstream. 
it'll it'll be the bullet. Yeah. It'll be the magic bullet. Yeah. So I don't know if they're willing to risk all that, especially in the age of the internet, that that could get out there pretty quick. One mouth saying so, just one person saying something, and it would spread. And it, and before you know it, WWE is fucked in every way. ESPN won't cover them. None of the mainstream media will cover them because it, it, to them it's like okay, that that was just a res, wrestling angle. So they're never going to take anything they do seriously again. So that's, and what ne- that's my take what, on that part. What network did they just sign a deal with? Fox. Not a chance that this is a false story because they're going to end up losing that deal. Yeah, that would really fuck them. That's the only way I can go with it. I just, I know Vince has some way out there storylines he's put together in the past and stuff that's been rejected. I can't see them doing this one. Yeah. I, I just, I hope it's not true, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. All right, well, you kind of answered my other question because uh, you basically, D-Shep, you basically said what everyone on social media and the Dirt Sheet writers have been writing about this. Um, it is unbelievable the amount of people that, you know, in the Dirt Sheets that are writing the same thing that you were saying. None well, of them it's, all take- because of, it's all because of timing, though. The length of that he was away is questionable. The yeah. timing of him coming back is questionable. Yeah, you're right. Everything could be 99% on the up and up. But that little 1% where the timing is that speculative is it's hard for some people to just turn the other cheek. Uh, Yeah, it's a touchy subject. Because, again, we all know people that suffer from that. And for us to say, oh, that's completely fake. uh, I had an uncle in particular that died from leukemia. So that I, so, yeah, we all have, yeah, and, and, and I mean, there's nothing to so joke much. about and yeah. lie about, and it would be the magic bullet to kill WWE if it ever did come out that it mm-hmm. was fake. And and for Roman, even after WWE goes down, if this does come out as fake, his character altogether is dead. There's no independent scene for him after that. Yeah, there's no movie roles. There's no nothing. No. That would kill him. <laughs> All right. Well, we got our takes on that. Um, now that we know that Roman's back, we're good. there's been speculation who he was going to face. A lot of people thought it was going to be Dean because of what Dean did uh, the night Roman did announce that he was going to take time aside to uh, battle leukemia. Um, I'll start with you, Magriff. Who do you uh, think he's going <laughs> to face at Mania? Like, do, do you have a particular feud or just uh, one match? I don't know. Anything at all. Oh, d is about to hang me for this one. Oh, God. What's that? I want to see him in a triple threat with Lesnar and Rollins, where Reigns finally turns heel against Rollins and embraces the character he should have been this entire time. Oh, come on, man. I basically almost agree with that, but that's what I want to see, I should say. Right, what I think it's not going to happen. See is if you can somehow convince Dean to do that six-man at Mania, I would turn Roman at Mania the same way you're kind of saying and be that character he was finally meant to be. And this way you can also limit his in-ring work with just coming back, you know, because he, he, he might not have that stamina, you know. But, 
How are they going to do a six-man with Rollins, though? You're not, you can't double-book the guy, yeah. especially wanting to face Lesnar, right? Well, you could throw Strowman in there. I, I don't know. I just I don't picture Roman in a match where he's going to have to wrestle. I don't know. Right. I'm sorry. Did you I didn't hired expect for him to come creative? back until after Mania, so this confused the hell out of me. Uh, can I ask you a question, D-Shep? Were you hired for creative? Nope. nope. You sure? Because why would you take a guy that's oobly over and then finally fucking turn him? Because <laughs> you would get the the heat of the, the century of all time. Oh, but the one time you'd want him to face of the company, this is the time where he's like uber. He's fucking over. Then you turn him. See, the see, none of us wanted him word, to be the face. No, 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 no. Cancer does not make me. All of a sudden, not want to see him as a face. I didn't want to see him as a face before. I don't want to see him as a face now. I want to see that monster heel. It's what I've always wanted to see. And cancer should not play a role in that. Well, but it can though. It can, yeah. They can actually feed into that storyline. Yeah, I'm talking about just purely from a one standpoint. I want the man as a heel. I, we've all yeah. I want that. You want that. But this is their opportunity. And like you said, you can play into that storyline. It, it, it works. Real life brought in the storyline makes it all better. And the fact that the guy is not getting booed when he's coming out would that would fade over time? Maybe. Maybe not. But he's over right now. That would be dumb for them. for years. They've been working to get this guy over. Now they finally got him over. All right, let's turn him heel. If he okay. takes but he would get over even more. Anybody but Lesnar, he will be booed instantly. Yes. Even if it's face first face, him against Seth, or even if he takes it over a heel like Drew McIntyre, the moment Roman Reigns takes the title from anybody not named Lesnar, he's going to get booed. He's going to go right back to that. And we're going to be right back to where we started from. Well, there's been speculation that he was uh, thinking of um, of pairing him up with John Cena. If Dean oh, was going to, yeah, that was the thing that they were thinking of going with. But fucking kill him. Uh, <coughs> bless you. My thing is, if it was me, and if Dean was, you know, willing to do it, I would want him to go with Dean. If it was me. If I was in creative, I would do that. That there's the story right there. You could go, you could feed off of what happened with Roman with the four months. You could go off what Dean did the night he announced. There's a story there. I would go with Dean. What do you mean what Dean did? According to WWE, we're supposed to act like we don't remember that happening. Well, we'll get into as far as consistency because they finally did show that at the end of the show, and we'll get into that. All right, so. I think we're good with the Roman thing, right? Anything yeah. to add to it? We're good? All right. Let's go into the next thing before we, you know, hang ourselves here. Uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet get another match uh, with Tag Team Champions, the Revival. Uh, pretty entertaining short match. Black and Ricochet shined on the main stage again. The Revival looked a little off in this match, and uh, and I don't think that was planned. They just they looked off. Uh, Black and Ricochet get the win when... Uh, black hit Dawson with the black mass. Um, I don't. <laughs> I, I do get them trying to get the uh, you know the call ups over, but 
What are your thoughts on the Revival's recent losses? And we'll start with you, D-Shep, because I know you probably have an issue with that. They looked so happy a couple weeks ago when they won the titles. Yeah. To then only just week after week, and I'm 100% certain it'll continue on Monday, that they just are... WWE is crushing their heart right now. Yeah, they're the tag champs, but not really. Uh, they carry the belts out. Of, they're belt holders, or yep. what they used to call that, uh, the in-between champ. What's the name for that? Transitional. Trans- yeah, that's basically all they are now. And you see it now with this past Monday. It's starting to affect their worth ethic. Not that they're not trying to go out there and work hard, but when your heart is not in a company or your craft because of the way you're being treated, your work's going to suffer. It's just like us. We have our regular jobs at a factory or something, and then something happens at work and our job gets harder or somebody gets promoted over us, some shit like that, then our heart just leaves our job. And then next thing you know, our work, our quality of work is not as good. And that's exactly what's happened with revival. And it's just, Sad. I am, on the other hand, happy for Black and Ricochet. I really am, but I just wish it wasn't at the expense of Revival. Yeah, I get what you're saying with that. Um, it, it was all to get them over, but yeah, it, you don't take a team that was disgruntled. You give them the tag titles and then do that right away. I do agree with you on that. Because giving them the titles and then having them lose every week is going to drive them from the company, too. Now that it, if you want to rebuild the tag team division, you don't take the champions and have them drop to the new guys. Like, yeah, because that was the focus. You notice a tag team match, tag team match, go to SmackDown, tag team match, tag team match. They're, they're constantly talk about tag team wrestling, the tag team division. They really hyped it up on SmackDown. And then you're doing that. You're hurting the champions. Because for Black and Ricochet, we know how great they are. They could have got just as much pop by going out there and beating Ascension, for crying out loud. Because at the end of the day, we know they're going to deliver. So they didn't gain any extra stock by doing it to the Revival because we all know what's going on with Revival. If Revival was on the top of their game and they hadn't lost a match in three months and all of a sudden Ricochet and Black came out there and beat them, then you could go, whoa. But based on how they're being treated, it's not whoa anymore for Black and Ricochet to beat them. So you might as well just have them go out there and beat up the Ascension or, hell, even beat up Heavy Machinery because that shit ain't going nowhere either. That's just bona fide retarded too. So there's, Or they could go out and beat up B-Team. I mean, there's so many teams that they could have got the same value out of because, quite frankly, even though Revival are the champs, they're right there with B-Team, Ascension, and everybody else now, and it's fucking sad. I agree with you on this one. Actually, would debate you on something. So I'm actually on your side. Do you have anything to follow up with that, Matt? Um, I'm going to leave the Revival thing alone because I agree with D-Shep 100% on that. They're, he's on point. My problem is on the opposite side with the NXT guys. D-Shep made the point that you can put them against anybody, which is true. And you're going to get the same reaction. But what, what's the story here? 
I mean, why are we putting two stars on uh, individually? That's another problem, yeah. Why are we putting them as a team and going out there? If you want to have them as allies and come out and be each other's managers, et cetera, et cetera, I'm good with that. Or the occasional run-in, even. Right, something like that. But where's this story even going? You're bouncing them from show to show and throwing them up as a tag team. Yeah, is Black and Ricochet a tag team now? Are they in the tag team division? I that's mean, the, they've had, that's what, the whole problem. Tag matches now. Yeah, for that's four. a weird. Yeah, it is a little weird with that. And and honestly, you're hurting both their credibilities as single superstars to be credible when that finally does go down. You know, so, as crazy as it is, there's just not enough time for all these guys. Right. Yeah, you could you could have, let's say, you know, a ricochet match against half the revival, and then you could have a black match against the other revival guy. The problem is with them two matches, that's probably with commercial breaks included, going to take up a half hour time slot. And with throwing them in a tag match, it's only going to take up about 15, 20 minutes. So you're saving time, but these guys as individuals are suffering because of it. All right. Well, yeah, I get what you're saying with the whole timing thing. Wouldn't, too many wouldn't it be people. good to just keep but, but, make NXT but, the third brand, like official? Yes, but we need to cut out the bullshit segment. Enough with this goddamn moment of bliss for one. Enough with this goddamn Elias being interrupted every week. That takes up 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And then the Ascension and Heavy Machinery bullshit thing, that was like another 10 minutes. Then you have a couple minutes from the Lacey Evans dumbass shit. This could get <laughs> these guys in their one-on-one matches yes. for 15, 20 minutes. But no, instead they're going to have five, ten-minute tag matches that nobody wants to see because we're doing dumb segments. I get what you say with that, but that's what I was talking about when I did that little pop-up show earlier this week was the whole freaking filler crap they do. You got a three-hour well, show and you're throwing in filler. That's why we can't have a black or ricochet singles run is because of all those BS segments. Yeah, I don't get that. Hopefully Bruce Pritchard does uh, something to get rid of that. I got a feud I would like to see. I'm being sarcastic there. I, I, you know, with Corbin, everything he's done for these faces this past year, because he's had a hell of a run as a heel. Give me Ricochet or Black, preferably Ricochet in a Corbin feud. Mm -mm. Why not Black? I said Ricochet or Black, but Uh, I prefer Ricochet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I think Ricochet's your more long-term star than Black is. I think Black's your short-term star. Okay. Um, the one thing though is like we're talking about like why did they bring them up and how they're using them. But do you where do you see all these four call ups? Like, do you see DIY a tag team, official tag team? Do you see Black? Yes. Yeah. So where do you see them? SmackDown or Raw? DIY Raw. Eventually, I would say Ricochet and Black on SmackDown. Really? I think the opposite. What do you think? Yeah, I got. I got it backwards there. I'm, I'm saying DIY should go to SmackDown to be the guys that take titles off the Usos and give us credible tag team division as they move over to Fox. Yeah. Uh, great one said, D-Shep wants for all to be a glorified house show. What do you mean? Like, is it mainly wrestling matches? Well, it's a wrestling show. Yeah, you can have some segments, but the, the ones they use, it, it doesn't build to anything. Back then, when they had the Brother Love show or, or, or Piper's Pit or anything, it built to a storyline. It was used Let's, to build on a storyline. Interrupting the lies does nothing 
Yeah, or let the highlight reel. Let me throw another guy out there that's getting buff fucked up with all these segments, and it's sad because he's absolutely phenomenal, and that's Ethan Carter. You know, you're giving me a shitty segment mm-hmm. for a shitty tag team like Heavy Machinery that aren't going to fucking go nowhere when instead I could have a five-minute Ethan Carter squash match against Kurt Hawkins or Zack Ryder or anybody else and build up Ethan Carter. He has the look, he has the talent, but instead we have more bullshit segment. That's terrible. Where is Ethan Carter? Hold on, can you do that again? Just say terrible. It's so terrible. He sounds like fucking Barkley. <laughs> I'm thinking Charles Barkley when he says that. I'm sorry. No, that no this. I like Barkley. I oh, that's where man. I got that from. So I'm good with that. Yeah, he he was a god here in Philly when at the time he was here, even after. Um, all right. I just wanted to see what you guys taste was like where you would see the call ups uh, by the end of the year. I see DIY on SmackDown. Um, actually, could possibly see them challenging the Usos for the titles at Mania. I mean, it would be a good thing to get them. They don't even have to win. Just being in the spotlight like that, putting on a good match, could help them. You don't always have to win. Um, and I see Black and uh, Ricochet on Raw. Uh, Black, obviously, I that would be a good feud with Baron Corbin. That's a good idea. I actually could see that. And it would help Baron Corbin because he's starting to fall. A little bit. The reason I went with Ricochet over Black in my personal want is because you can kind of continue that same small guy thing that Corbin was doing with uh, Balor. I could see that too. Okay, that's a good. Wow, look at him. It it would be an easy transition. No, no, that's. I could go with that. All right. Damn, you changed my opinion twice. Last week you got me uh, wanting that triple threat now. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know if we will get that. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll cover SmackDown later and we'll get into that. All right. Um, let's go on to the next thing. Later on that night, the story of the triple threat starts a new chapter. During a match of Ronda and Natalia going up against Riot Squad, uh, Becky came out of the crowd and attacked every woman in sight, even <laughs> She was arrested and taken Why did she of start out attacking Natty? I don't understand. Um, we'll get into that. She was arrested and taken out of the arena. Ronda, oh, yeah. obviously frustrated, came back down the ramp and went off on the McMahon family. She demanded to she demanded them to reinstate Becky. Stephanie came out to the ring to confront Rousey. She really expressed her desire to face Becky at Lynch at Mania. Um, she presented a good pitch by saying that this could add to Stephanie's legacy. She would also want, uh, this is what she wanted and what the fans want. Um, of course, Stephanie said it was a hard no. And then uh, Ronda finally said if she can't face who she, who's the rightful contender for the title, but the chosen ones, um, then she doesn't want to be champion. She called the title a gaudy accessory and laid it, laid it on the feet of Stephanie and walked out of the ring. Um, it, it was an interesting build, but I have to give uh, Ronda credit here. Um, I'll start with you, Matt. What did you think of that segment? Oh, where to start on this one? Um, oh, no one's liking this one. All right. As for the Becky side, and it was kind of the same thing last week, the way she handled it. I'm a fan of it. It was kind of weird. I mean, it was just a weird spot for it. Mm-hmm. But everything she's doing right now is just, it's on fire. So I'm good with that. I understand why they're doing it that way. No problem. Then we get to Rhonda. 
Mm-hmm. And this one just pisses me off. I understand what they were trying to do. But the fact of the matter is, you're finally making titles relevant again. And then we're going to book crap like the Revival or like Ronda laying a title down, making it seem like it's nothing. Really? You're just devaluing the title altogether. It, it's a joke. That and just you're devaluing at the same time any hope they ever had about this women's match being the main event. Right. You just threw that out the window. Right. Well, what, what I did like the little Alexa Bliss zener in the moment of Bliss later on, though, what she said about Ronda laying down the title. That was pretty funny, though. I just had to throw that out there. Okay, well, with that, like... You don't like the fact that she tried to get Becky back in, or you think that was just lazy on how they're going to do it? Well, let's just put it this way. First, she was talking like she was trying to get Becky back in there for a singles match. And then halfway through that promo, it changed into getting Becky in there for a triple threat. Then, unfortunately for Ronda, she started stuttering like crazy. It was yeah. it was. It was so weird of a promo. It was by far her best promo, but it was also her worst promo at the same time because of all the stuttering. For what Ronda was told to do, she knocked it out of the park. Yes. But the stuttering just made it less believable. And the way that it was like Becky grabbing the wrong leg, being injured, and then going back to the original leg. Mm -hmm. That was Ronda in the promo. She was... Trying to get Becky in there, the original match, but then halfway through it, she changed it to, I want to get Becky in there and Charlotte. I want them both. I want this title to be relevant. And then she goes, oh, let's make it relevant. Let's put it on the ground. It was too back and forth. And I don't know if that was Ronda's fault or the creative side of things. but Lazy booking. The more I think about it, yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it- and my biggest deal, if you want to look at my own mind on it, yeah, if you want to look at it, to me, for it to make sense, reverse the two people's roles. Like if if you're thinking about it, if Becky was in the opposite position, given that promo and Ronda breaking in, that would have been a home run segment. It's just the way that the position they're in, it didn't come across as believable at all. All right. Well, I. I actually disagree with that. And I would say, like, as far as the stuttering thing, when people screw up when, like, it, in the middle of a match, if there's a couple of mess-ups, I kind of like that because then, then it doesn't seem too... Well, you can live with that easier than stuttering from a promo, though. Well, stuttering from a promo, like, when, you, when you're when raging about something, are you going to talk, like, fluently without fucking up at all? Like, if you're angry, you're going to go, ah, oh, fuck, 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 and not mess up at all? But- what, 75, 80% of the roster can do it? Well, and I when, mean, I, I think it's when your top men or women can't do it, that's a problem. Well, well I, to me, it came off real, more real than usual. That's how it is to me. And I get oh, what you're saying. You like, know what? I, you threw out real, so I just want to make a comment about Alexa Bliss's bigger titties, real quick. Thank you. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why she's been uh, not in the rain. Oh, and he steps away. That's like his mic drop. Now, but the one thing I will say about that, like, the one thing I did like about that segment is at the end when Triple H and Stephanie were walking in the back with the title, they looked like they were distraught. Like, they were, like, they were, like, really bothered by that. I did like that aspect of the promo. 
because it was like, here we are. It was a nice to... touch. Huh? It was a nice touch. It, that's the thing I liked. And I did like it. It felt like Ronnie was speaking from the heart in that promo. You might not think it was like good because she was stuttering. But when you're in a, in a fit of rage, the last thing you're going to do is like talk fluently without messing up. Your mind goes a mile a minute, and yeah, you're going to tend to mess up. Um, but aren't your best promos when they're those emotional, strong promos? Aren't they felt more if they don't stutter, though? If they're calm about it, she wasn't calm. She was pissed. Yeah, oh, but you she's can, just you uncomfortable. Can be pissed. Yeah. You can be amped up. You can be full. The greatest promos ever, especially like I know Rock's not in her league and all that. But Rock can rev up that engine a million times past 10 and deliver stutter-free promos. And it's just, it, it, you feel it more deep in your soul then. And it just, it, that was the only part that was missing. You're right, it was 100% real. I felt that. It was probably still one of her best promos since mm-hmm. she's been on the roster. I'll give all that. But... It just didn't hit me in my soul because of the stuttering. Can I ask you a question then? Like, when The Rock would do his promos, during that time, it was where they had more creative freedom. They were able to say and do a lot more. Um, today, we all know that it's more scripted. Now, no, saying that, would it be, would have it been better if they went out there like, just make sure you hit these few points, go nuts? Across the roster, it'd be better. It Period. Better. You so know the, the scriptedness is what leads to the stutter, and I'll 100% agree with that. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. But in a way, I kind of liked it because it fit to her. And sorry for the people who are hearing this, my kid in the background. <laughs> and, but it, she's in a fit of rage, and I liked it. See, that's really... the problem, is trying to remember in your lines when you're in a fit of rage. Exactly, but you I, know get I think she did fine. I, I still think she did fine. And the thing that added to it the most was that Stephanie and Hunter segment with the title in the back. That I I thoroughly enjoyed. I, it just added did, did that little walk you're talking about in the back, I, I want to give you two sides to that walk in the back. Okay. Did it do more for the Rhonda situation or did that walk in the back looking disgruntled do more for the eventual Mr. McMahon feud that's going to be coming up soon? Okay, I got two takes on that. Um, yes, I agree with that because and then when we book our WrestleMania later, it will all come together. Um, it feeds off to that because um, in a way it's killing their progression of the women's evolution and because here's something that the fans want Here's an opportunity for the women to main event at WrestleMania, and because ego of the, you know, the Vince McMahon, that may not happen. Because now you just had your Raw, Raw Women's Champion lay the title down, saying, you know what, it's a Gaudia accessory. You, you guys don't think highly of it, so why should I? Why should I even bother? Because if I'm going to face the chosen one instead of the person that's more deserving of it, this is nothing. I, that's why I like the segment. The only negative I will say. I think they could have went better of getting Becky involved. I think this is, was just an easier way to do it. Um, do I have an answer for that? No, I don't. But I, I just feel they probably could have went a different direction. But Well, I think it was done this week on this particular role mainly because of what they had planned with the Ric Flair theme at the end. I think going into Raw, we all assumed 
that the Becky Charlotte thing was going to happen during the Ric Flair celebration. Yeah. So I think because of what they were planning to do, I think is why the Becky stuff got shifted around the way it did mm-hmm. and for what they had to kind of go with based on that amazing surprise at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's much more they could have done differently with Becky on this. Right. I just would have liked Charlotte out there in some capacity, maybe at least maybe even watching that Ronda tag match. And then Becky could have beat up Natty, Charlotte and Ronda for quite frankly, I just Be- that's the Be- only thing I would have changed. I just would have had Charlotte out on commentary, probably. Becky could have driven out in the beer truck. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. I couldn't pass that one up. Oh no, no, that was a great time. All right. So, do you guys have anything to add to this before we go on to the last thing we're going to cover on Raw? No. Nope. Okay. I'm good. All right. Let's go into the last thing we want to cover on Monday Night Raw. Of course, that was the end. Uh, at the end of the show, they celebrate the 70th birthday of the Nature Boy. Woo! They introduced a few people, of course, to Rick, such as Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, and Sting to come out. Uh, Triple H made a great speech honoring his friend. They cut to a, a great video package made for Ric Flair. Uh, then after the video, Triple, Triple H introduced the man of the hour to, to come down to the ring. His music hit, and Ric Flair did not come out. Out of nowhere, they show live footage of the back where they see... We see Batista pulling a cameraman to get in the position and record him pulling out a beaten Ric Flair. After pulling <laughs> Rick, Batista looks into the camera and asks Hunter if he had his attention now. Triple H, of course, ran into the back to tend to Ric Flair, and that was the end of the show. I, I, got, I got my take on it. I'm going to start with you, Matt. What did you think of that final segment on all? Eh, I mean, it's just... What? I, I get what they're trying to do. I had, I enjoy everything with Ric Flair, but just the way they went about Batista attacking him, and to me that just felt strange. I think they should have redone that a little bit, let Flair come out, then Batista comes out and attacks them all. But it was all right. I understand where they're going with it. It's not the worst thing they've done by any means. So it's one of those just eh programs for me all right um I, i'm i'm surprised Disha, I'm we might, we, yeah Disha, we might actually agree on something here what do you got because obviously oh, the same take agree. as me i thought this was the best closing segment i've seen in a real long time i i fucking loved it the only thing i will agree with matt griffin is i think it could have been delivered much better had batista came out as part of the birthday party and then like did a cheap shot against somebody or multiple people. I would get, I right. will give you that, but I I'm going mainly from shock factor. Thank you. That's what I was going to no say. Nobody on God's green earth predicted Batista to take out Flair. We I agree with all that. thought it was going to be Becky Lynch. She was going to sneak back into the building, beat up Flair then Charlie would have ran back. There would have been some kind. That's when I thought the arresting angle would have actually happened. But this the setup for Batista and Triple H, perfect execution, because it made me want to see that match. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Yeah, okay, Batista, not the most beloved guy, but him returning as a monster heel. 
based off that SmackDown shit last year, I thought for sure he was going to come back as a face. We all thought that again. And that would have been a gigantic mistake. So this, you bring him back as a heel, you're building up Triple H and Steph to eventually be faces against Mr. McMahon anyway. So I'm good with it. I loved it. All right, so I'm with you on that. It was a great way to end the show. It was a, a complete swerve. I get what you're saying that if you could attack people in the ring, that would have been huge. But I think it was better doing it this way. It was reported earlier today in the dirt sheets that he was there. And everyone assumed that it was just to be a part of the uh, festivities. That's what I thought too, and, yeah. But to see what happened, it, it completely threw me off. I was like, I actually stood up and said, holy shit. I can't believe this is happening. I, I was stunned. And it was a great way to end the show. A great start to a feud because you know what's it's going to end up at Mania. But I feel there's going to be more added to it. And we'll get yeah. into that when we cover our uh, predictions for WrestleMania or our fantasy booking with that. So I'll go further with that later. But overall, I think they did what they needed to do. It was a shock value. And for people that were complaining on Twitter and social media, like in the websites about, oh, they, they should have still had Rick come out. No, that was the point. People were expecting that. Batista interrupted and made sure that didn't happen. That got him some heat right there. Hey, and let's below see. figure like Ric Flair. That got him some heat. And and Alan, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, and go Alan, ahead. Out of nowhere, the one guy you wouldn't expect to be a face in this situation is Triple H. <laughs> and again, that plays into what I'm going to talk about later on in the show. I'm sorry. You had a point. Go ahead, buddy. No, no, no. It's not a point for what we've seen on TV. Okay. But for everybody to act like that about Flair not coming out, let's be real. They were all partying up after Raw went off the air. Batista idolizes Ric Flair. So mm-hmm. let's not act like Ric Flair still did not get his birthday celebration. He got that in the back. We just didn't see it on TV. Maybe we'll actually see it someday in some kind of backstage thing. Well, let's not act like Ric Flair got cheated out of his birthday celebration. They had one hell of a party, I'm sure. Oh, they had, they had the red carpet thing and all. Now, there were some interviews that were from that red carpet on the website later on that night. I, I'm sure they did something in backstage, but yeah, it, it, I thought it was a perfect way to end it. I, I got it figured out now. What? <clears throat> Ric Flair had already started celebrating, and he was so hammered in the back, they knew they couldn't get him out, so that's why they booked it this way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, got it. 11 p.m. it was like Batista was his buddy <clears throat> dragging him out of the bar. At exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait to swear that. <laughs> All right. All right, well, now that we're done with uh, covering Raw, this is what we're at the point of the show where we uh, give it a rating from 1 to 5. Usually we give it bad ratings, but this week um, uh, it might be a little higher than normal. So we're going to start with you, Matt. Wh- what would you give it from 1 to 5? Uh, you hit it on point. I mean, it is going to be a little bit higher than normal, but there was still a bunch of bull crap in the middle. Yeah. Just fillers. Um. But normally, you hear me give it a two, maybe a two and a half. This week, I'll give it a three and a half. All right. What do you got, D-Shep? You know, I was leaning towards a four, but I'm going to go three and a half, too, just because there was way too much BS. 
Right, am I able to do 3.75? I'm not trying to up you guys because I don't want to go to four, and I don't think 3.5 is good enough. I'm going to go in between. So is that Fair okay? Enough. All right, 3.75 I give it because the other stuff, the major stuff, including the end, overshadowed the fucking horrible filler that they put on that show every week. And hopefully, Bruce, Bruce, I'm going to clip this right now. Bruce Pitcher, for the love of a fucking guy, please tell Vince to get rid of the filler, okay? Bruce, 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 brother love. You're a part of a segment that built on storylines. Maybe use that kind of stuff that built on storylines. Stop the filler. Okay. Clip that and we'll put that on. There. All yeah. right. Let's go into the next uh, show. Smackdown Live. Now it's time to get the guys' takes on Smackdown Live. You had a good run. I think we're going to have different takes on Smackdown yeah, tonight. Wow. What, what, what the, can we ever see? <laughs> all right, that's okay. Let's go right into it. Uh, they start off the show. Kofi's out, and Kevin Owens is in. Man, oh man, way to start the show off. They start the show with the contract signing between Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. Shane Stephanie spoke about how deserving this opportunity was for Kofi Kingston. They talked about Kofi's accomplishments in the WWE in video packages. Finally, Kofi made it to the ring. After Kofi said what he had to say, they moved along to the signing of the contract. Brian signed, and when Kofi was about to sign, they were interrupted by Vince McMahon. Vince said that he wants to, pre- wants to present the WWE Universe the best possible product out there. Then he dropped the bomb that Kofi was being replaced by a returning Kevin Owens to face Daniel Bryan for the title at Fastlane. Okay, we're going to start with you because I, I, D-Shep, I see... A little anger there. So, how do you feel about the move uh, for the title match at Fastlane? I like it because of shock factor. So, I'll, I'll give shock factor because I thought Owens with the video packages was going to be after Mania. I really did. But, okay. then you look at the screenshots and pictures on Twitter later of how the contract said Kofi versus Brian. So, last time I checked, if I'm going to buy a car and there's somebody else's name on the contract, and I sign it, it's not a valid contract, right? For one, that's just a little slip-up that I happen to notice. But Yeah, Yeah, there was other things, too. To bring back Owens as a heel, to then throw him into this title match right out the chute, I just didn't agree with who they chose. I would have much rather somebody else that I didn't really care about as much for this fast lane match. And I just, it, I don't know. I don't like it. I can't uh, even really talk about it. Okay. Well, here's a, do you have something to add to that, Matt? Cause uh, I, I have a take on this. <laughs> I got a funny feeling me and you are going to be kind of on the same page on this one. Okay. I love this segment. Mm-hmm. Um, were there mistakes made? Absolutely. But the great thing is they shocked us. They threw Kevin Owens in, and they're setting this up to where something's going to happen at Fastlane. Come WrestleMania, you've got your triple threat of Kofi, Daniel Bryan, and Kevin Owens. I I like it. It's kind of a uh, you're hitting two stories at the same time. The McMahons starting their stuff against each other and building this triple threat. So I on that side, I've really enjoyed the segment. Thank you. That's where I was going to go with. Now here's the thing. I agree that there were some misses, like. For one, how didn't Kofi or anyone on New Day stop Kevin Owens from going up and sitting down? 
and signed that contract. No right. one lifted a finger to stop the guy. That was my one thing I didn't like. But playing off to what you said, the two things that Vince has done, okay, Triple H and Stephanie were in the ring. Said, if you apologize, if they, they said this to Becky, going back to Raw, if you apologize, you're in the match. We lift the suspension, that's it. She apologized, okay, congratulations. We'll see you at WrestleMania. They go out of the ring, Vince comes out, ruins the surprise, says, hey, Charlotte is now going to be facing uh, Ronda at WrestleMania. Then pulls the same thing this past Tuesday with Kofi Kingston. Um, that is going to build to that feud. The thing I do like is that you're going to give Kofi his WrestleMania moment. That was the way, instead of putting it on Fastlane, which is a who-gives-a-fuck pay-per-view in, in the middle of WrestleMania, the road to WrestleMania, you're giving the guy his WrestleMania moment. Whether if he was to win the title and be a transitional champion to Kevin Owens, it remains to be seen. But you're, I like it because it did, it's given him a chance at WrestleMania. Yes, but see, you can't. My only problem with what you guys are saying is you can't grade this promo and this setup based off what you think is going to now then happen at Mania with Kofi. If you take that out of it and you just focus on what you've seen on Tuesday, it was utter trash. Because, yes, I agree, too. I assume it's going to be Kofi in that and Mania. I get that, and that's when Kofi's going to have his moment. But what if Kofi doesn't have his moment at Mania? Then this past Tuesday was trash. See, I, it, I, I look at it different. Yeah, I think it will. And it, it, it's building on storylines because it's the McMahon thing. You're going to see. When you saw all four back in December, do you really think they were all going to get along? Then, Knowing no, no, the history no. of the I, McMahon I family, that, but you're still assuming there's going to be a payoff with the McMahon feud that's going to lead into Kofi having that chance and mania. I will and count what that if that there. doesn't happen? I counted that if Kofi's there. not in the title match, then explain the SmackDown angle of the McMahon feud. Yeah, that would be that dumb. But you know, not I'm not worried about match. it. I'm not worried about it. And I'll give well, you one example. No, no, I'm asking your opinion. I'm saying imagine. That the Kofi match does I, I, I not happen. I get your point. I think it will. No, 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 you're not. Because I'm saying, give me a scenario how the McMahon feud plays out on SmackDown if Kofi's not in that match at Mania. Give me an example of what they do with the title then at Mania. It, That's what, what I'm they, asking you. Uh, what they would do with the title. With, uh, what, Kofi Kingston to get him in that match is what you're saying? Oh, no, Kofi is completely out of the picture at this point. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Right. So where does the McMahon feud go on SmackDown if Kofi's not in the title match at Mania? No, no I get your point there. Okay. Uh, uh. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, okay. it, and okay. here's... I see, I see that point. I'm sorry. I missed your point there. I apologize. Yeah. Here's my only deal on that side of it, because if we take that scenario he's talking about, yeah. Which I don't think is going to happen, but let's assume it might. You set this up to where it opens the door for so many things with Kofi, though. Yeah. Kofi's going to come back. He's going to be bitter. That's going to be the start of breaking up the New Day. Um, Kofi's upset. Kofi is leading up to him leaving WWE. There's so many things they can feed off of this. It could be beneficial, but if they don't do that WrestleMania moment, 
then yes, the, it was kind of trash. My my only my only scene is how many times do the three of us sit here and we see something play off on Raw and then we all give our predictions where we see things going in a month, right? We do mm-hmm. that all the time. Yeah. So how many times do we end up being wrong because they changed their mind? So what if Kofi doesn't have his moment at Mania? What if they push it all the way to SummerSlam? which has been done in the past. Just go ask Finn Balor or anybody else. So we just assume, and we want it to happen in Mania because we're speaking from a fan's point of view. But WWE does not always take that into consideration. And that is what worries me about the setup that was started on Tuesday. No, I I get what you're saying. Gittem Jones has got a great one in chat. What if Vince would have came out and thrown Big E in there and started dissension? That is a, we would have been talking about a home run hit today, had they gone that route and then bring Kevin Owens in later. That is phenomenal. Yeah, because it's kind of like that one-off they did with Rusev. Then you could have Big E as a nice heel too. Woo. Mm Mm-hmm. Woo. That is one of the best storylines they could have possibly done there. That would definitely split him up for sure. If you take one guy, out, yeah, put the other one you, in. <laughs> you're addressing a lot of problems in one shot. Yeah. If you do that, get him, Jones. Good job on that. Um, again, I, I, after all that, it would suck if they don't give Kofi that opportunity, and that would be f- horrible writing. But the fact that you've seen what they did, like with Batista, they brought something back that back at SmackDown 1000. You didn't expect him. You know, when he said that, were you expecting that to be maybe Rumble or something, not WrestleMania? Like they were. Well, that was because of Triple H's injury. They said that was set for Mania either way. They were setting it up. For no, Mania. no, 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 no. It was set for Mania, but they were going to start that feud at Royal Rumble. Oh, probably, yeah. Issa was going to be an entrant in the Rumble, and Triple H was going to cost them the match at Rumble. Is what they say. Oh, okay. Thank well, God for the injury. <laughs> but either way, it. I I see a lot. Obviously, you agree, uh, Magriff. Like, there's something there. It's the feud with the McMahons. I think that has a contributing factor for finally him getting his WrestleMania moment. I don't know if I agree as much anymore. I think D. Shep kind of changed my mind on this one a little bit. Yeah, because I'm just no. Get him, Jones said it. Get him, Jones said it perfectly. He's seen it as far as now. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a negative. It's like you're, you're seeing it at the moment because you don't know where they're going from there. We're, we're basically, well, bad. you kind of turned. But me, it's like we're hoping it goes this way. We think we know the end of yeah. the story, but we don't. No, we don't. And, we don't know what they're thinking. And at the same time that, man, I'm playing both sides of the fence here because that's it's what that does. Story, it's yeah, that it's segment. It, it gave you that shock factor that – we technically don't know where they're going with it. So on that aspect, it was a great segment. But if the payoff isn't what we think it's going to be, whole different deal. I mean, you're going to look back at this and go, what the crap were they thinking? What if, here? here's a prime example. What if they turn in Kofi into the old Daniel Bryan that was just a B-plus player? And he Spot had to on. for a year to get a shot. I was actually thinking about that yesterday. That 
That is spot on. That's exactly what they should do. And I do believe Kobe is best one for it. Red hot. And then they did the B plus player shit for like what? Six months, a year before he finally got that shot at Mania in that. Yeah. And would we believe in a year's time from now, Kofi deserves a WrestleMania shot? Probably so. Right now, I think we can all agree. We don't know if he's necessarily main event level yet. Um, I still want him to have that opportunity. But if you build this for a year or even to SummerSlam, like D-Shep was saying, this could be huge and you're going to have a bigger star on your hands than you thought you were going to have. Okay. I, I like that. But here's the thing. We got to hope they're going to be consistent with the writing. I think it might. Well, you're, you're hoping for too much there. I don't know. I th- I'm being optimistic. I think they'll be fine for now because they even hired a writer that, uh, for, that did a few indie promotions that were pretty good. Um, and he was also ready for a paper too. So they got him at Bruce. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Well, and let's be real. How much at the end of the day can you buy into Kofi being in that main event at Mania when he was was considered by WWE to be the substitute for Ali? Well, same thing. Freaking Ali. No, it's basically like hiring a substitute teacher on full time to take over for the teacher that they substituted. No, no, honestly. you're right there. You're right there. But you know what? There's been opportunities <clears throat> that were created for wrestlers due to injury or being punished for, you know, ruining kayfabe, <clears throat> Triple H. Um, I mean, there was opportunities that were created by guys, you know, that either screwed up or got injured. And this is another case of that. Um, well, we I all your angle, for maybe it off for We year. want this to happen. <clears throat> well, you know what? It would not be a bad... 12-month program. It would not be a bad 12-month program going into next year's WrestleMania. I love that idea. So, you got me there. I love that angle of it. And would it be ultimate next year, wherever the hell it's going to be? I don't even know what's going to be next year. I think it's going to be Tampa, they were saying? I believe uh, it's Tampa. Yeah, yeah that's what, that, I, what I'm hearing. The, either way, whatever it's New York, well, for a guy that's lived outside of Boston, do you really want to win it outside of New York? Or, I mean, in New York, <laughs> with the Boston, New York. But now, either way, 12-month program, I think that would be great for him. The build and the, the payoff would be a lot more. And, yeah, like you said, in that time, you would gain more sympathy for the fans like they did with uh, Daniel Bryan. And it will make that match mean – it would be more meaningful because it will probably be more of a main event as opposed to if they would do it this year, it will probably be fourth or fifth match from last on the card. And – Here's the thing about this segment. Um, first of all, Star Lord, welcome to the stream. Yeah, welcome, Glad buddy. to see you in here. Um, this segment, we're going back and forth, and especially me, I'm flip flopping a lot here. But it's such a good segment because we're having this discussion right now. That's what's great about it. Mm-hmm. So it opened a, like a, was talking about the good thing about it, regardless of the WrestleMania side and that, it opened so many avenues on Kofi's side that they can go anywhere with him at this point. And then it gave us the clear-cut McMahon versus Helmsley feud that's coming. And yes, we're going to get into that later on 
with her WrestleMania predictions. Now, let's go on to the next uh, segment of the show. Are we all good? I think we're all good from there. Yeah. Right? Ain't really yeah. much to add on that. All right. And we'll see where they go from there. Hopefully, uh, it, it's what D-Ship said. He kind of sold me on that. All right. Hardys are back. Oh, I'm going to see that face. That Mag, yeah, Mag Griff is uh, happy. Uh, Matt Hardy made a surprise appearance, teaming up with his brother to take on the bar. Matt Hardy looked really good in his in-ring return. Uh, the Hardys get the win with the twist of fate. Swanton. Well, God, my thing said Swanson. Fucking autocorrect. Swanton bomb <laughs> combo. Swan Swanson's fine for him. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was rumored that Matt Hardy's contract was up within the week. So, um, my question for you guys. Uh, I'll start you off with this. What did you think of the match? And secondly, was this the final match maybe his in the company? Or... Are they going to try to do whatever it takes to keep them in the uh, company and have the, the Hardys rebuilt, like be a part of the rebuild of the tag team division? Oh, so, God. Did we ever think we would see the day that Matt Hardy was the more physically gifted of the two? No. But that's where we're at. Yep. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think... And I'm okay with this if... Jeff Hardy is used sparingly. Like for the big spots here and there, the flashy twist of faith, the swan times, the jumping off of this and that, that's like fine. Once, if like Matt once Hardy every five years? Being, if Matt Hardy ends up being the grunt horse of this team, I think is the only way this really works in the current state. But I'm okay with it. Just don't give me too much Jeff Hardy because his body, quite frankly, can't handle it anyway. Yeah, and let's see where this goes. I mean, it's just another tag team that can ride off into the sunset eventually when one of these new teams pick up steam. Kind of like how Dudley's had that final run a couple years ago and they, they get were around for, what, over. six months or so? A year. A year. Maybe. Yeah. So have Hardy's be in that role for the next few months or whatever and see where it goes. And let Matt Hardy showcase what he can now do that he's physically healthy. Probably the best physically healthy Hardy, Matt Hardy, we've ever seen. Yeah, so was, let's see what he, he can good. do. And maybe this can branch off with him turning on Jeff and Jeff can ride off in the sunset. It could be a start of something for Matt Hardy. I'm excited for that. But the rest of it, I'm with Magriff. I, I could live without Jeff Hardy. Okay. Well, get him, Jones. Uh, he says, I have a great idea for the Hardy Boys Impact Wrestling. Don't you no. ever speak ill will of Impact Wrestling. <laughs> In some ways, the writing on there is 100 times better than WWE. If you would really watch the program, you could see that. Okay? Uh, don't you dare do that. Don't you ever dare put that on me, Ricky Bob. Bob, Bob fuck it, what's his name? Oh, here we go. <laughs> Fuck the <blind laughs> Ricky Bobby. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, my whole thing with that, I, I think it's going to be short-term just to help build up the tag team division, like D-Shep said. Um, like when the Dudley boys were to get New Day over and then on their outs, they got the ascension over when they attacked the Dudley boys on their retirement speech. I think it's going to be something along the lines of that. I know, Matt Griff, you're not going to like it, but... Talk about one of the, probably the top 25 tag teams in, of all time. They're in there, okay? No, I, I don't disagree and with I, that. I, I think it would be good for them if they're out. Of, one thing they always say about a veteran, while you're on top and while you're on your way out, lift your hand down and bring someone up with you. I think that's what they're going to do. 
the, on their way out, rebuild a, a division that's been tarnished for how long now? Almost 20 years? It hasn't been relevant in a, quite, a, quite a long time. I think it'd be good for them to, if, to do if this. If this eventually out. leads to Matt Hardy deleting Brother Nero, is that not the ending that most of us would want to see? I would like to see that, but in my, my opinion, I, though, as long as he's deleted. Okay. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm about I'm I'm about to let loose on this one. Okay. Well, if you want, go ahead because we'll go on to the next segment, Matt. Yeah, go ahead. Um, first of all, Matt Hardy, D Shep was on point on this, looked fantastic. There are so many things they can do with him going forward. Um, his timing seemed to be just a touch off yeah, compared to his new body. I think that's going to be something that he does work out. So big props to Matt Hardy getting ready and uh, forcing WWE to pay more money. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. Aren't He's, you excited as a fan just to see where Matt Hardy goes? Absolutely. I'm I'm really excited, and there's so many options there. I never there. thought I'd be excited to see where Matt Hardy goes, though. I'm I, didn't, I didn't either. Um, on the flip side, you get the bar. Did, did anybody catch on Sheamus, though? He actually looked in better shape than he has yeah, in quite a while. Yeah, losing the God a little I bit there. Oh, I was so focused on what Matt was doing, I didn't notice Sheamus. And he's not, he, he's not as winded. Yeah, it's, well, so... He hasn't been wrestling a lot, so that'll lead to not being as winded. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I was actually impressed with them, and especially selling what was going on with Matt Hardy. Cesaro is probably one of the most underrated talents across the board in WWE. Did a great job selling that match. And then there's my buddy, Jeff Hardy. (laughs) Jeff, I hope you tune in the show and I hope you see this. For years, I was a huge fan of yours. It's time to hang it up, man. Too much of the stuff you were doing outside the wrestling ring has gotten to you. You're way out of step. Hang it up. Let your legacy live on from what you have done, not where you're going. Yeah, some people just have a hard time. I'll leave that there. Okay. Uh, on the flip side to that, if there was any shred of hope for Jeff Hardy whatsoever, should he not do what Matt did and just go home for four months, six months, and then maybe come back for a final run? Maybe if he came back in the same kind of shape like Matt did. Do you have faith in him to do that? No, 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 no. no. I have faith in him to do it. I don't have faith in him staying sober while he's sitting at home because I think him continuously working like he was when him and Matt were doing the indies before they came back to WWE. I think when Jeff's working, you have the higher chance of Jeff staying sober. If Jeff is somehow able to go home for six months and stay sober and then come back, you could get a rejuvenated Jeff Hardy, kind of like what you got with Rey Mysterio. Because Rey Mysterio, at his age, they're pretty close, him and Jeff, I would think. Mm -hmm. And he went home for a long time. And then he started doing the indie stuff a little bit before he came back to WWE. And he's looked nothing but fantastic. 
if there's any shred of hope for Jeff Hardy, I would say after you have that payoff with this Hardy thing, go home for six months. Come back, maybe see if you got anything left, and kind of go from there. Kind of like where Matt's at now. Uh, all right, well, the great one said Sheamus has been battling, battling a neck injury that could have possibly ended his career. Um, I, I, I missed that little uh, detail there. And, I uh, did. I did too. So, uh, I know he has some kind of injury. Thing. I didn't know that though. Yeah, I, I, I didn't thought... read anything, but you know what? Yeah, I'll I'll take it, man. Great one knows his stuff. Um, Star Lord said in chat, same thing for Undertaker. Hanging up, man. We don't want you to get hurt. You're <laughs> getting too old. I think at this point we have seen the last of him as far as in ring. Well, and and there's I'm glad they brought it up. There's the exact principle I'm trying to let Jeff know here. He's not the Undertaker. The Undertaker comes around once a year, and even though sometimes it's a little bit rough, he can still put on a show. He makes you believe the character. Mm-hmm. Jeff well, does not have that. Not let's anymore. be real. If you're going to have two options, okay, you're going to give me, let's say, like last year's Mania, I forget a bullshit random match, but let's just use one from a past pay-per-view. Would you rather see a random Bobby Lashley versus Corbin match or would you rather see a shitty Undertaker match against John Cena? You'd rather see the shitty Undertaker match over just some match that right. you don't care about. Right. That's that's the only thing I would say about Undertaker. But, EJ, what do you think about Jeff Hardy? If he goes away for a while, could it maybe lead to something? Or you think he's just dead altogether? Uh, at this point, I think he's done. Um, I'm going to blow think- you guys' mind in the... I, th- I think at well, this we point, all no, thought I Matt Hardy it, was done a few months ago. Yeah, and he was hitting about that. But my thing is, I think it's time for them to both go, in my opinion. And I think yes. it's going to happen. And I think what they're going to do is try to build a tag team division. I think it's going to be a short-term thing, like the Dudley yeah. Boys. I, that's why I'm with you on that, D-Shep. It's just, that's where I see it. I don't see it going anywhere else. I don't see them being the top tag team in the well, division. I don't see a tag right. title match. Or tag if you're match, right so. about DIY yeah. going mm-hmm. back down, DIY putting the nail in the coffin to the Hardy Boys. That would get them over. Woo! That would be a good program, too. Woo! Yeah. Too know. early for that, though. Too early. No, but it would be nice. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Whenever it does happen. All right, well, let's uh, move along because I didn't expect to go along with this one. I just threw that in there. I thought it was going to be like a 30-second thing, but holy shnikes. <laughs> you brought up the Hardys. Did you not expect that to go I along? Thought it was gonna you be know quick. my feelings about it. I know, him. but I still thought it was going to be quick. But you know what? No, it was good content. Either way, it's good. All right, let's move along to the U.S. Tuttle Open Challenge. Now, we're all big fans of uh, R-Truth, especially as for his comedic uh, – Aspects. Our uh, truth uh, came out and issued an open challenge for the U.S. title. He, of course, added a comedic skip with his former mixed match mixed match challenge partner with Carmella. He said he's doing this in honor of uh, in honor of John Cena, because he was a fan of him ever since he was a little boy, even though he's older than him. But that's the comedy <laughs> part. That's the comedy part of him. Uh, of course, Andrade answered the challenge by then. Out of nowhere, Rey Mysterio came out and ran in front of Andrade, got in the ring to answer the challenge. I they kind of like that. Truth decided to give them both a shot at, uh, at the title in a triple threat match. Uh, Truth played a third wheel to Andrade and Rey, and they're incredible back and forth. Uh, the champ escapes the triple threat with a victory, 
when Ray nailed Andrade with a 619 and then Truth rolled up Ray for the win. One thing I will say this, and I'll ask the question. I was shocked by the response of the fans when uh, he pulled off that victory. Because um, he got a victory over someone like Ray Mysterio, which is a huge fan favorite. I was shocked by the huge pop that R-Truth got. So we're going to start with you, d What did you think of the match? Uh, you know, the actual match itself may not have been the greatest match of all time. Yeah. By any <clears throat> imagination, I'd much rather continue to see Aldrade and Ray in their single feud. But I can't say anything negative about our truth. He is the most beloved wrestler in all of WWE, in my opinion. And that's what the fans picked up on when you're talking about that pop he got at the end. Mm-hmm. We all love our truth. I don't. I can't think of any wrestling fan that I know that did not want our truth to succeed. And now that he finally is, it's just a beauty to see. You can live with the occasional stutter in a promo to throw back to the Ronda theme with our truth. The dance break stuff, you got him out there dancing with a hot ass young bitch. I mean, you're hidden on all cylinders with our truth. And quite honestly, next to Becky Lynch. Our troop probably gets in the top five of pops right now in all WWE, and it's oh, fantastic that such a legacy guy that's been around for so long can generate that kind of pop when he's been a mid-carder for so long, and now he's on that upper tier finally. It's it's awesome to see. Yeah, it is. I I thought like it was a because they kind of figured. I guess our truth is on its way out. And... And they wanted to give him something like as a, you know, uh, thank you for years of service for everything you've done for this company. Here, we're going to give you a U.S. title run. I feel he's on his way out, and that, that was the thing they were doing for him, you know, to give him something. Um, Griff, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, I'll make this pretty quick. Okay. Ray and Almas are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Um. Star-Lord put something in the chat that the U.S. title is bullshit. I agree, and this is across the board with WWE. They've kind of devalued all titles. Um, yeah. But if you go back and watch our past broadcast, I called out something a couple months ago about what Rey Mysterio was going to be after. The only title he has not won in WWE to date is the U.S. title. So I just I love the setup going on here, and we're going to see that going in the future between Almas and Mysterio for that title. Okay, oh, so yeah. you see a triple threat with them involved. No, but you're going to see where I'm at on the fantasy booking. Oh, all right. You're going to see a title change before that. Okay, all right. Um, all right. Uh, anything to add to that? The only thing I would say is you were mentioning how this is something for our truth to do on the way out. I would struggle to say that's how it started, but I think it's leading into he's been so hot that it's going to lead him into sticking around a little bit longer. I agree. We'll we'll see. Hopefully, because I I do love his work. The guy's 48, and he's look what he's doing at 48. He he don't look 48. He He looks mid to late 30s. He looks 10 years younger. Well, and here's, D-Chef, I got a question for you. We were talking about all the BS that goes on on Raw, right? The bliss moments, all that stuff. 
Do you feel that way when it's our truth and Car- Carmella coming out and doing their step? Mm-mm. Nope. Because it's quick. It's fun. And it's quick. And it's quick. That, yeah. That's a key point. Yeah, exactly. Our truth and Carmella dance break is what? Seven seconds usually, I think they said. they Seven second dance break or whatever. Mm-hmm. How long is the Alexa Bliss segment? 15 minutes. 10, 15 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Time out. Dance break. No, no. Oh, no. God. No, 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 no. Sorry, I'm done. You can watch that on stream. I think you're on a little bit of delay. Sorry. Oh, that's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) The things you can't unsee. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move along to the next one. NXT call ups Ricochet and Alistair Black. Uh, take on Nakamura and Rusev, which uh, we'll get into this because I have something on that. Uh, another showcase for the NXT call-ups. Rusev and Nakamura looked good as a uh, match, but the rookies get another main roster victory beating Rusev and Nakamura when Black countered the Kinshasa with the Black Mass. I, I, I want to do an alternative to the Kurt Angle song. Instead of You Suck for Ricochet and Aleister Black, I just want to go Too Much, Too Much. Yes. Okay, we didn't see DIY on Raw. So why wasn't this DIY against Narkomar and Rusev? What the fuck? Oh, I got an answer to that. I got an answer to that because the big criticism they got online, why the fuck are you teaming these guys up in the middle of a feud on NXT where they hate each other? So you that's that's cute and all. I think it is. We could have still had a Ciampa versus Nakamura. We could have still had a Gargano versus Rusev match. It didn't have to be a tag match. But why the fuck are we going to see a tag match with Ricochet and Black on every goddamn Raw and SmackDown going forward? Or give give me Aleister Black against Rusev. That would have been the perfect spot right there and save the Nakamura versus Black deal for later. What I don't understand is how can you essentially have Ricochet and Black in two different right. simultaneous tag team feuds on two different shows? It's too much. So that's why I do the Kurt Angle too much. Too much. It, let me just jump on my opinion real quick here because yeah. I know you guys, and especially you, EJ, you're going to go nuts on this one. Okay. Um, it's expensive. Same thing as Raw. What the crap are you doing with these two guys? And what have you done with Nakamura? Oh my God, how the mighty has fallen. Uh, I have an idea. I, uh, Sending him off to AEW. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they're, they're, they're writing the ticket to get him out. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, the same thing with... Um, this is my theory, of course. People can say for what it is. The same thing on why you're not seeing the SmackDown Women's Champion on a, on a weekly basis. I don't think they have no idea what to do with talent such as Nakamura and Asuka. I, it just, it, when you see it happen more than once, it's like, okay, I guess they have no idea what to do with people that clearly can't speak, like either speak the language perfectly. I think Nakamura does a good job, but uh, Asuka, it seems a little odd when she talks, but I think that's awesome. I don't mind that. That doesn't bother me. And then you got Andrade that doesn't speak a word of English, really, but you got someone that speaks for him. Um, that's that's my take on that. But 
Um, In my personal opinion, last take on this tag match for me is, as much as I love these four guys as individuals and how these four guys are bigger stars than what Asuka is, Mm -hmm. in this time slot that they were given for this tag match, I would have rather seen that time go to Asuka and whoever the fuck she's going to feud with. Right. Yeah, but instead they went on social media and be like, hey, she's facing Mandy Rose. Doesn't this scream... We don't give a fuck about that side right now. All we're for, as yeah, far as women, they're focusing on each other. Absolutely. Any kind of build to that whatsoever? Was there a backstage segment or anything? Nothing. Was there no. anything? Nothing. I agree with Best you. Like, this is where SmackDown was a shit. I understand that. But overall, I did think that match with uh, Black and Ricochet, Nakamura, and Rusev was really good. As far as a yep. wrestling match. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking at this point I'm with you. It might be a little too much. Give them their brand. The, the rumor is is that they'll wait until ShakeUp to finally assign them to a brand. Then, so you're then why call them up? Because ratings were down. Vince said, find me your four. Well, rumor has what was been told. this NXT stuff is a test run to eventually have everybody appearing on every show. I, I hate that because they, they uh, went to that back. What, oh, that's the rumor. That's the rumor that there's not going to be brand split pretty soon. That that would be awful. Because yeah. you're going to present the same town on all the shows. They're not well, going to here, the here, here's an another side nugget for you. You know those new women tag titles? They're supposed to be defended on every show or they're whatever. They're, 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 yeah, I get that. But let's just go along with this for a second. So... What if you had the women's tag match? You know, what if they went to SmackDown? They wanted to, let's say, have random matches against the people. Instead of having the repeat of Aleister Black and Ricochet, you could have inserted the women tag champs there. Like, why haven't they been on SmackDown so far? There's been two SmackDown episodes since that pay-per-view that they won the titles. They have not been on SmackDown yet. Well, the reason for it, I think, is because they feud with Nia Jackson and Tamina. And once they get that conclusion, I think they will focus so on So then what are we going to do? We're going to do a Raw feud one month, and they're going to go on SmackDown for a month, and then have a yeah, feud there? Yeah, that's what with... it seems right now. I could be completely off, but for what we've seen, that's the only thing I could come up with. I thought it was the John Cena rule, though, that they were going to start appearing on both shows. Probably, but again, you might have an opportunity, like maybe after this match with Tamina and Nia, they could go on SmackDown and do an open challenge. You, I, it could go anywhere. Um, but as for now, that's what I think of it because that's what I say. It, it, but no brand split. I just can't imagine that. I think it would just kill anyone else to have an opportunity because anyone that's like mid-court that's deserving will get overshadowed because they'll get the same top guys on all, all shows. I hope they don't go that route. All right, let's go into the main event of the evening. Kofi Kingston and Kevin Owens going up against Rowan and Brian. Great main event for an overall de- uh, good show. Uh, I would say good. Kofi was uh, in the match for the majority of the match. Um, Rowan and Brian cut the ring in half. After a long assault by the WWE champion and Rowan, Kofi finally got the hot tag to Owens. After Owens went crazy on all of his opponents, he gets his first victory on his return night. Hitting the stunner on the champion for the one, two, three. Uh, that so, was the worst stunner I've ever seen him. Uh, even the man <laughs> It was so slow and awkward. It was terrible. Yeah, wasn't Stone Cold's first one ever bad, too? <laughs> I remember the first one at Savio Vega. That was awful. But 
I see yeah. where they're going with it. They're trying because he is a um, quote unquote face at this point. We always say, what do you do when you change heel or become a face? You change a lot of things. When has he ever used a stunner? I'm Never. That's probably his new move. I'm sure there'll probably be a different look over time. And probably, well, you could keep the theme song. That could go either way. Um, but I'll ask you right away, Matt Griff, what'd you think of the match? I enjoyed this match. And, um, there's a couple things to look at in this one. I'm not going to praise Daniel Bryan that much because Daniel Bryan is Daniel Bryan. Yep. We know what he is. He's mm-hmm. amazing. Eric Rowan really showed out. Mm-hmm. Um, Kofi Kingston proved why he's getting the hype around him that he is at the moment. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Owens, for a returning superstar from a double knee surgery... Even though it was limited time in the ring, he did great. I mean, there's definitely some mess ups, and like Dishep said, the stunner was slow. It's going to have to be fixed over time. But I was impressed with uh, these guys coming back. Yeah, I was too. Uh, what's your take, uh, Dishep? I loved every bit of this. I think, you know. If you bring in the whole show as a whole to get, you really started Owens out as a heel. Then you started to face turn with the backstage segment. And then you full fledged went with the face thing in the tag match itself. Oh, by the way, it was the best match on the card, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, plain and simple, when you take the whole thing as a whole, as much as I shitted on that first segment, it the whole thing as a package is 9 out of 10 for me. I, yeah. I don't... You, really, the only thing I can complain on is the Kofi thing and the stunner. Mm-hmm. That's it. Other than that, this was as flawless as you could have a returning superstar. You know, it was great. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And the one thing I, I got from that <clears throat> is that here's a guy that just returned and I've read social media and all. People were thinking that Kevin Owens is walking out with the title at Fastlane. They actually, I, the one stunner, one victory over the champ, and they're already thinking that's possible. So they I wouldn't be surprised. Though, they they kind of did their wait, job. They had you know what, them. though, with having Kofi versus Owens at Mania, if that was a singles match, after Kofi's getting revenge on Owens taking his spot at Fastlane, a story. Yeah. it could be there. Yeah. It could mm-hmm. be there. Um, I don't know, because Brian is such a hot commodity. And this whole character... He's hot no matter what he does. I know, but this, oh, I, I love this whole new angle. I love it. It's probably one of the best heel turns I've seen in a long time. And it, you just, know they're going to eventually throw Luke Harper into that, too. And he's going to have a full stable. That would be good. And, yeah, that's something that you don't have to always have the title for. Because the whole message, he could just attack a person for this and attack him for whatever they're doing that he doesn't like. I so he doesn't have to have the title. But like I said, going back to what I was saying, they did their job because they made people believe. I, I was reading social media. I was like, wow, these people really think Kevin Owens could walk out with the title next Sunday. That's they possible. Did job, and they did their job. Now, a lot of people are complaining about Kofi. How can someone that got replaced team up with the guy later on that show? Here's the thing. He's a company guy, and he's always been. But here... What better way than to shine an opportunity like this, being the main event on uh, uh, on SmackDown, regardless of what it is. You're on main event, 
and you killed it. He did a good job. So it's like, here, I'm going to show you that I'm a fucking main eventer. And it goes along with what your story. He might have to take a year to prove it. So that's why, like, when you said that, D-Shep, I'm like, you know what? I could see him going that way. That would be awesome for them. But I do have my prediction for everything, which it'll lead into the WrestleMania predictions, but I just want to throw it out there now because we're talking about it now. Go ahead. What I think is going to happen and on how I would book the ending of this is I would have Brian retain against Owens, although I do see a scenario where they can go the other way with that. Mm-hmm. Give me that triple threat at Mania. Have everything happen. You take out Rowan on the outside. You finally, finally going to have Kofi win, right? Mm-hmm. Here it comes. And then that's when Luke Harper returns. You make that three-man stable, and then you have Kofi chasing Brian for the title and eventually get it at SummerSlam. I, I kind of like that, but I was always kind of hoping Luke Harper would go on his own again. I'll, I'll just go ahead. Harper has been cleared to come back for yeah. two months. And so I'll just go ahead and same. mark that discussion out of my predictions. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I've well, noticed he's edited a lot throughout the show. <laughs> Some of it has changed during the show. Yeah, I've seen you doing that. Uh, Sammy Zane was also clear. To, so. This is why I don't make a sheet before the show, because then that way I can just. Yeah, I got. Yep. <laughs> My top five there. hasn't changed, though. I I can say that. Oh, yeah, mine hasn't, and I refuse. So, uh, so we all like the main event, and. And obviously, we're all excited for the title match at uh, Fastlane. All right, so that's it with that. So let's go into the conclusion for SmackDown Live. This is the portion where we we rate SmackDown Live from 1 to 5. We'll start with you, D-Shep. Where will you go with uh, SmackDown 1 to 5? You know, I went up as we talked about SmackDown. I was hovering around 3 or 3.5, but the more we talked about it, I was more into it. So I'm going to go with a 4. All right. What do you got? I was right on pace with that. I enjoyed the show outside of Jeff Hardy being on it. Oh, <laughs> Four for me. Okay. Well, you know what? We actually agree on something. Unanimous. Four for That's second. not the wow. wow. We got more agreements coming. All right. Well, that's the end of that. You ready? We're done with all. <laughs> We're done with SmackDown. It is time for the list. We're going to start with you this week, Magriff. Who's on your list? Oh, okay. Number five. And you're welcome, D-Shep. Roman Reigns. Coming back. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) He's not in my top five. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm going to get killed. I gotta oh, throw definitely. I gotta throw him out at number five just to put him in there. Um pathetic fool you are. As for did he do anything to be in it? No. Number four, Kevin Owens on his return, and I look for his placement to move up in the weeks to come. Number three, our truth. He's not doing anything spectacular, but he gets you entertained. I love it. <coughs> number two, I said this person would not drop from my number one spot until proven otherwise. And she kind of did this time, but Becky Lynch stays at number two for me. Number one, 
is Matt Hardy coming back, looking in the shape he is, and being excited for a Matt Hardy future. I got to have him at number one this week. All right, what do you got, D. Shep? Uh, at number five, just because they were out there for about an hour, hour's worth of programming this week, I'm going to throw it. Uh, Ricochet and Aleister Black, just because they were on my TV for most of wrestling this week. Uh, <laughs> at number four, I'm going to go with Kevin Owens. Uh, I don't think you could have had a much better return than you did. At number three, I think this is going to be universal for all of us. Our truth absolutely phenomenal what you're seeing with him week after week. Uh, and unlike Matt Griff, I'm going to flip the two, and I'm going to go with uh, Matt Hardy at two and then Becky Lynch at number one. Becky's still number one in my heart, uh, but Matt Hardy, you can't say much negative about what Matt Hardy pulled off this past week. All right. Hey, I, I want to address something real quick. Yes. Star-Lord said, you hate Hardy. No. I don't hate Hardy. He hate Jeff I'm Hardy. upset with Jeff Hardy. Yeah. I'm happy about Matt. All right. All right, here's on my list. Um, yeah, I'm going to get crucified. Number five, the Hardys. I'm lumping them in together. It was a great tag match. Of course, Matt Hardy shined in that match, but I'm lumping them because they did a uh, phenomenal job against the bar. Number four, Kevin Owens. Obviously making a return, getting the pin on the WWE champion. How could you beat that? I mean, well, there's a couple in front of them. Uh, and, of course, my... Uh, Number three. Hold on. My number three. Oh, come on. It ruined it. Fucking YouTube. I'm just going to do another dance break. Your number three is our truth. Oh, God. (laughs) God damn it, you fucking ads. Fuck you. (laughs) Had it all prepared, too. (laughs) My number three. (laughs) My number three is our truth uh, Getting a win, and especially getting a pin on a legend like Rey Mysterio, I mean, it, honestly, anything lower than three would be a crime. So number three goes to our truth the U.S. champion. Number two, Ricochet and Aleister Black, obviously because they got two good victories, all right, against four great competitors. I know they're being shown too much. We understand that. We talked about it, but to me... You think about the importance of the tag team division, and you took out the tag champs, and they took out like two individuals such as Nakamura and Rusev. I mean, how can you not put them on the list? So that's my number two. And number one, here we go. Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns, of course, beaten the biggest battle of all, cancer. And despite opinions of whether it was real or not, I'm the man of the, I'm, I feel they it would be a rotten thing to do for someone to do that so I'm going with it it was real uh, I, I can't be that guy and say he, he it was all bullshit so uh, he's my number one this week all yours DJP I'm I, I, I ain't he, stepping he, he on wants, it he wants to kill me I could see it already be gentle after cancer should not put you number one on any list because real people belong on list two thank you all right all right well i did it okay well done (laughs) that was good all right all right let's go into the thing that we tried (laughs) to do last week 
But we went off what? Like hey, actually, you know what? Fuck it, I'm not done yet. Let's <laughs> fucking do this. Get Roman Reigns on either the Maury show or the Steve Wilco show. Put him in the hot seat. Put him on the lie detector. And let's find out if he ever had it. Let's make it happen. That would be a WrestleMania main event. Oh, so in the middle of MetLife, they should do that. Could you imagine if Steve pulls out the card? (laughs) The question of if Roman ever had cancer, he said yes. And Roman did not tell the truth. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. Dude, MetLife. So you're basically telling me we're going to have like a WrestleMania 5 moment. Instead of Morton Downey Jr., we're going to have more people in the middle of the fucking ring in the middle of a stadium, an NFL stadium. Fuck yeah. Hey, hey, I want to throw a question your way. Okay, I know ahead. this is hypothetical and we're just bullshitting. Yeah, okay. Would that not be the most replayed main event of WrestleMania history if that was the main event? I though? think that would be the oh, last main sure. event. Oh, for sure. And the last WrestleMania, if that was to be a lie on a stage like WrestleMania, that would bury him. AEW would take over tomorrow, and they even have a show. Oh, How yeah. many hits on YouTube for that video? Oh, they'll pull up. They would pull the internet up. It would, it would end YouTube. Yeah, it would. Holy fuck. <laughs> I love your take on that. All right, I'm good now. I'm clipping that and putting that out there. I'm sorry. That is that great. That is good. All right, let's go into it. This is something we tried to do last week, but we got into like a 30-minute debate on the subject. I forgot what it was. I think it was over the triple threat for the uh, SmackDown, for the WWE title. And we didn't get to this, so we're going to do it this week. And the segment is Fantasy Booking. And what we're going to do is we're going to give the matches, and you can put your angles out there how we get there and all. Um, I I have 10 matches and two pre-show. I don't know how many you guys have. Um, So we'll start with you, Matt. Go ahead. Um, I'll run through it real quick. Yeah, Opening. Um, you haven't done anything to build Oscar up. Yeah. So let's sh- shock everybody with those women's tag team titles. Oscar and Carmella team up to take down Bailey and Sasha to take the women's tag team titles, and Oscar becomes the first double champion as a woman. Oh, that's a that's a unique take. All right. I right, go ahead. Then. Second opening show I've got is to determine who challenges for the U.S. title during WrestleMania. Rey Mysterio against Andre Cien Almas. Winner to face... uh, Good God, I'm losing my mind here. R-Truth. Going into Mm -hmm. Mania. um, And part of these, I'm just going on what's booked already, right? Yeah. Finn, Finn Balor versus Lashley. We know that's coming. I'm going to put it at the beginning of the show. At least we got a title to open the show. It is what it is. Valor wins. Okay. Tag team title match for Raw. Revival versus DIY. And let's see DIY walk out, leading to Revival, leaving the company. Damn. Okay. <laughs> R-Truth versus Rey Mysterio after he wins in the opening segment. He comes back and takes down R-Truth to be the first time USA champion, giving him every title throughout the company. Okay. 
next, I've got Daniel Bryan versus Kofi versus Owens. Um, this is really the only one that I'm going kind of in detail about. The only reason I'm saying this one is because I think at Fastlane, and EJ, you allude to it, Kevin Owens is going to win the title, but it's going to be off of an assist from Kofi Kingston, mm-hmm. which leads us to WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan knows that that's a problem. These two guys are teaming up. Luke Harper makes his return, forming the stable. Daniel Bryan walks out of WrestleMania, taking the title back. All right. Uh, the next one I put in here while we were talking, just because we talked about both these guys need to retire, so why not give them one last shot? And they had a pretty good career against each other. Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy. Give me something short, fun, and get them gone. Okay. <laughs> um, next, I got Rousey versus Lynch. If I am doing this myself, I am taking Charlotte out of this match. I want to see Rousey versus Becky Lynch, one-on-one. Uh, Triple H versus Batista. I'm not going to go in details. We all know how that is. Triple H wins. Um, the next kind of a filler match, just leading to the main event, Orton versus Styles, last man standing. We're seeing all signs pointing to that rivalry, so let's build that up and get it going. And the last one. Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns comes in. This is the full-on heel turn where he takes Rollins completely out, chair shot after chair shot, and ends up pinning Brock Lesnar to take the title as a heel Roman Reigns. Wow. <clears throat> okay. Well, that would be an interesting card. <laughs> I like that. It's pretty good. All right. Um. Well, we got his fantasy book in D-Shep. What do you have for us? Well, I lost my list. So rather than trying to go with that, uh, pretty much it was most of what Mad Griff said. The only thing I'm going to – I'm going to add a few in there to what Mad Griff said. And you're going to have that Andre the Giant Battle Royal more than oh, likely. Yeah. So I would throw a few – returning people into that, like Sami Zayn, possibly even Bray Wyatt, I hear is clear too. Yep. Throw them yep. guys in there. But my winner, and you're not doing shit with them, so it would be out of nowhere, I would go with Ethan Carter. And I think he could get a gigantic pop from it. And, you know, one other thing, you know, I like you of your cruiserweights, so we can't, we can't forget about the cruiserweights. I'm going to go totally off the stratosphere of gnarliness. I'm going to take every star to cruiserweight division, like the top 10, and throw them all in one, the biggest ladder match in history. All 10 cruiserweights, your top 10 guys, throw them all in there. They're all in all these tournaments all the time. Hey, we have a tournament. Then we get a challenger. Then we have a match. Then another tournament. And we do that every month month after month after month right so why not just throw them all in there since they all seem to have a shot at it anyway and just you you could build it with all your small people and say you're having the biggest ladder match in history 10 man i think it would be an interesting concept and one other little trinket i throw i wouldn't have charlotte on my wrestlemania card whatsoever 
and otherwise, besides that, I completely agree with the matches Matt Griff threw out. I, I, hey, I didn't have I didn't have Charlotte on either. Yeah. Um, first of all, I was going to give this guy a zero because I thought he was bullshitting us that he lost a list. Um, but I like your takes, my friend. So, all right, something different there. I was going to give you a zero. You got a bit. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now we got we got Mads. We we got D Sheps. Uh, here is my WrestleMania. First one, pre-show number one, Andre the Giant Battle Warrior. Who better than Kurt Hawkins to get his first victory than to win in his hometown? That would be funny. That would be pretty good. That but I have him winning the Battle but Royal. But you crap on the Battle Royal if you do it. That's the only part that sucks, but I like that. Well, if it was to get a guy in the right direction again, it would work. And they're kind of mm-hmm. building on that. All right, oh, have Zack Ryder think he won it and then have Hawkins come from under Doreen and eliminate him? Oh, that would suck. <laughs> yes. Oh. Pre-show number two. And it's sad, but the IFC title is going to be on the pre-show. Lashley and right, Finn Balor, I can't see even being on the main card. Um, of course, Balor gets the victory. Then we start off the main show. And I'll tell you right now, the women did a hell of a job starting off Elimination Chamber. How about we start off with TLC3, women's edition. Sasha and oh. Bailey putting their titles on the line. The titles on the line against Jackson Tamina. So you got your two Raw representatives against the Iconics and Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose for the SmackDown side. First ever TLC involving the women. Then to follow that off because you're going to have a few tag team matches. You have a good match to keep the rhythm going with Rey Mysterio going up against Andrade Cien Amos. Match number three, the Raw Tag Titles. The Revival putting the titles on the line against Rude and Gable. You've seen that they still have them in the picture, so I think they're going to get their opportunity in New York. Are they turning Rude and Gable heel oh, during oh. the whole process? Oh, here, hold on. That's where I'm getting to. When Rude and Gable lose, Rude turns on Gable becoming a heel. So that's where I see the heel turn coming. And James Storms walks in. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> the next match would be Miz and Shane. I see the Miz turning on Shane with frustration that he did not capture the title at Fastlane. Um, Shane McMahon so obviously got to have a match, and there it is. You got Shane and Miz. I think it'd be a good match. And yeah, we are stupid. I saw that. <laughs> Shane McMahon uh, actually gets the victory. I'm sorry on that one. Um, then next, SmackDown tag titles. And we were talking about DIY being in there. I have them going up against the Usos. And Gargano and Ciampa win. Be a big thing. It would be great for the tag team division. They get the victory. Next is Roman Reigns against Dean Ambrose. That's what I got. Of course, Roman Reigns getting a victory and getting a huge pop. Something he didn't get years ago. Or even last year, or the year before that. Now, here's where I'm going to get into real quick with the McMahons. Now, we all talk about the McMahons getting, events getting in the way of things. It's going to cause turmoil between the McMahon family. Now, first step. They say Vince is out of touch. They're done with it. Triple H wants the reins along with Shane and Stephanie. Now, they're going to be fighting. And it will result in this. Triple H, you want your shot at the t- you want the shot at the company? You gotta beat a man that you have never beaten before. 
It would be like the new manga and Bobby Lashley thing, but this time Triple H would have to fight if he really wants to control the company. And if he wins, Vince McMahon is out. So I have Triple H versus Batista with a lot in stake. Batista never lost and never lost to Triple H. Triple H, everything is on the line. He is out if he doesn't win. Vince takes over. But if he beats Batista, a man he has never beaten, he gets control of the company, and Vince is out. Guess what? Vince is out because I have Triple H beating him. Now, to add on to the storyline. Because they offered Kofi Kingston a shot to win the title and was taken away from him, as a building step to that storyline with Triple H and Batista and McMahon all together for control of the company, Kofi Kingston was thrown in a match with Daniel Bryan. Because it was deserved and it was taken away from him. So they overstepped Vince and give the title match to Kofi at WrestleMania. That is, so it's a part of a build and giving Kofi his WrestleMania moment. But you kind of changed my opinion with that year build though. But I still stuck with this. My last two matches, the Universal Championship, of course Lesnar and Rollins. I have Rollins winning. Then the main event, Raw Women's title, Ronda, Charlotte, Becky. You're not going to like this. Ronda retains. It would be a bigger mainstream. It would be a bigger mainstream victory for the WWE. If you see the shot of Ronda with the title raising in it in the middle of MetLife Stadium. More than Becky. I, I, I don't have a problem if Ronda retains. I see her retaining. So there you go. That is my... It would build Ronda up as a heel if she retains over Becky. Yep. Especially if he pinned Becky. So that is my uh, WrestleMania. I like it. It's a good <laughs> card. There's something, I think we have, there's something I think there. We had some fun ones. Huh? I think we had some fun ones. Oh, I, <clears throat> I love your Kurt Hawkins thing. That is yeah, that, freaking that, awesome. That's good. And same thing with D-Shep's cruiserweights on that ladder match. Yeah. Both of those ideas are insane. I love them. You know what's sad is that I wanted to put a 205 live, but I was like, it doesn't fit. I can't. I was like, 10 matches alone and two pre-show, that's enough right there. And a lot of them would build, it, it all comes together because you got to have some of these titles. Like, I didn't even have the U.S. <clears throat> pardon me, U.S. title on the card. I didn't mm -hmm. even put our truth in there, so... I thought about it, and I was like, well, you're obviously going to have to have Miz and Shane, and you go by the storylines, and some things I threw out there that it might, might not happen, but uh, yeah. I thought long and hard about that one. One work shift, I thought about it, <laughs> and then I just, I just put it all down. I thought about it and put it down, uh, and now we're going to address something that we saw in chat, because people that listen to this on podcast, we are live on YouTube, Mixer. Periscope and Twitch under the name Go Home Wrestling Show. So we're going to respond to something in chat. Uh, Ten Choice said, I don't get it. You guys know it's fake, but you still do. Now, here's the thing. Do you like any reality shows? I'm sure you do. You're probably a Jersey Shore guy, I bet. You, 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 tell, sure me that's you tell me that's fucking real? You tell me all these events You're Jersey happen. Shore all the way, EJ. What are you talking about? Oh, you yes. were the one just jumping up dancing earlier. So if you can jump up and dance on a wrestling podcast, you are definitely fist bumping <laughs> on the beat. Don't you lie for us. I'm too, I'm too scrawny to be a part of that. No, you fist bumping. I, 
he was like, oh, my God, they're bringing Jersey Shore vacation back. Oh, my God. And, and yeah, I'll throw. I didn't leave a pool with cream when I heard about that news. I'll throw this explanation out there. This is the same answer I give every time I'm asked about wrestling. Yeah. Why do I watch it? You know, watching it when I was a little kid, it was the violence, right? That's what we all get into. Yeah. As I've grown up, you know, there's a lot of money and a lot of people spent time going to art galleries to stare at pictures on a wall. Wrestling is my art form. Seeing how these guys can pull stuff off without injuring the other person and all the stories that go into it, it's my art form. Yeah. And that's why I watch and love wrestling as a product. In a way, it's more reality than the reality shows. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. all their shit's scripted too. Now, the one thing I would say to like, people that would bash on it, like, oh, Wrestling, oh, yeah, men and tights and all. Okay, but you like UFC. At least wrestling, they're punching each other. In UFC, they're dry humping each other. I don't know what's more gay. That's just me. Well, you know, let's be real. We've all been hearing that wrestling being fake bullshit for 30-plus years now. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's in the UFC, you alluded to, is 10 times more fake than WWE will ever be. Because every single champion in the history of the UFC has multiple failed drug tests. So if you want to talk about fake, they faked their way to get to the gay hugging, tossing salad stuff that they do in their actual UFC matches. Like, let, let, let's stop with the fake shit because when a guy completely blows out his quad or breaks his fucking neck, there is nothing fake about that. No. Now, you can sit there just because, oh, I don't want to see men in tights, blah, blah, blah. I so love this then you got the women running around in the tights, too. So you're not just staring at men in tights all the time. Goddamn, just look what they did to Alexa Bliss's boobies recently. Oh. My God. Oh. They doubled in size. And so go on. Just sit back and enjoy that. We don't need to talk about how Chad Gable looks in tights. No, no, no. Let's just talk about Alexa Bliss in tights then. Hold on. You, you forgot someone. Who? Oh, I have a hard on for fucking Becky. What are you talking about? I like, well, I like gingers. Well, I mean, if it's not Italian get, gingers. That's a whole nother discussion who we most hard on for in the WWE. Yeah. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on or that. Carmella. All right, we'll Oof. do a woman's special coming up soon. on Carmel's legs. But here, I'm going to show you how fake it is. Ready? Booby. <clears throat> I'm going to mm. grab my kid. I'm going to choke slam her. And then you're going to see how fake it is. Hold on. I'll be right back. All right? Oh, God. No, I'm kidding. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to not do that to my kid. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, well, let's... I, uh, and just one more thing. Leading off of what D-Shep said about it. Yeah. Um, people like to say it's fake. But I guarantee you, there's a wrestler from Amarillo, Texas, that I know really well. And just to walk around stores and stuff, has to use a shopping cart to move his legs. So, if it was so fake, I don't know why he's in the shape he's in now. I don't know why we haven't heard EJ say this yet. What? But there's a reason this man has a big old scar on his nutsack. So... I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to leave out personal experience out of this. I'm pretty sure wrestling isn't fake. And for further proof, just look at EJ's nutsack. <laughs> that was 22 years ago. 
<laughs> oh, that, a scar. that's a good point to end this. <laughs> I had to take medication to prevent hard-ons. Well, what happens when you erect, my friend? Your balls get smaller. So then you it's couldn't the... watch Men in Tights for a while. No, I couldn't watch Men in Tights, though. Too much? No, 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 it's not. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't hear it at first, and then I kind of figured I knew where you went with that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, this went off the rails. Let's end this show. Everyone, thank you for tuning in. Uh, for people listening to this on podcast form, uh, you can watch us uh, live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Mixer, Twitch, and Periscope. And, of course, if you're listen, watching us now, and if you can't catch us on Thursday mornings, you can listen to us on podcast form every Thursday night. That is on Google Podcast, Overcast. Uh, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. Stitcher. Yep, one Stitcher. Yes. What I the know. fuck? That, is it's a podcast and it's popular. Oh fuck! All right. Um, <laughs> and I'm gonna you can follow us on Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah. I bet that don't have a lot of fault. Jesus Christ! And you can follow us on Twitter. The old best. Where do you find Stitcher? Right. Even yeah, at, they're not even on Twitter. D Shep nineteen seventy nine. He's Magriff eighty six, and I'm a part for Go Home Wrestling at Go Home Wrestling. Thank you so much. We went off the rails at the end. Thank you, Mister uh, Asshole in chat. I put Stitcher on Twitter <laughs> and nothing came up. Is anything with D Shep ever on the rails? No, <laughs> great one. Nothing. All right, everyone. Thank you, and we'll see you next week on the Go Home Wrestling Show. Later, everybody. Oh.